Hello and welcome back to the Off The Tips podcast. It was a a huge week for New Zealand golf. What a what a terrific win by our man Ryan Fox. And I'll cut the cut the BS and just bring in <laughs> London's most eligible unemployed bachelor, AC. <laughs> Thanks for back to back weeks on the pod. How you going, mate? How's how's the job hunting going in London? Good, mate. Uh, obviously, a big week for New Zealand golf in terms of the job front. Yeah, no prospects at this stage. It's been slow going, but um. Apparently it is this this way, like it's that time of year apparently, so it might be a couple of weeks of uh, couch hopping, but we'll be all good. It's all part of the experience, mate. Yeah, it, it's it's fine. I At least you're out there just giving, giving it a nudge and disappointed that you didn't get down to Wentworth this week. I, I suppose in hindsight it's easier to say that after Foxy got up. Very disappointed. The budget just didn't allow for it and I didn't think... <laughs> Going to watch a golf tournament was a a good look when I'm unemployed and job hunting. So, yeah, gutting. I missed the last five holes too. I was on a train to some um, old neighbours of ours actually, and my data just was not playing ball. It was I was pretty gutted about that. What sort of data operation are you running? Are you you've obviously resigned to a UK number now, and was it just a, a bad patch? Yeah, the thing about the data here is unreliable. I've talked to a few people that are with different providers and it's not just me as well. And it's just like really slow compared to New Zealand and it seems to only work if you're in like main centres. As soon as you're slightly out of um, town, it just it's just shit. It's not ideal. Mm. Yeah, the, <laughs> that is not ideal, especially if you're trying to, trying to watch Foxy fly home and, mate, absolute scorcher of a weekend here and and said there and i i donned the whites again so it was geez it was it was tough going just considering my first game of cricket last year was in one degree and i was in about 35 on on saturday and sunday <laughs> so geez it was it was pretty tough to cop do you get any runs mate just a couple of starts mate just couple of 20s look you don't want to waste your runs in the preseason so yeah that's was, good call you just look look good and and then just play some shots but hey it would have been nice to score a few more but i tell you what you you don't get the the pitches that you get over here in in new zealand especially in september well it was just unbelievable i see you'd burn your element just flat fast you don't have to worry about one shooting under your back and getting bowled <laughs> it's so good did um did you get to watch the golf live or were you in, in the pit when foxy got up well i didn't watch him come home i i watched the the start admittedly i'd had a few schooners so my, on, on on sunday afternoon down at i got our 2020 wrapped up pretty early, so our mate Swanee, who's over in well, he's he's on the job hunt with you over in London. He was in Sydney for his brother's wedding, so yeah, like look, we went we went down to the harbour and and had a few, and 
then I met up with an old mate from from the UK, but got home like nothing silly. I just got home at a, about eight o'clock and parked up and watched some of the golf. But yeah, I didn't have have much of an opinion on it, but it was it was good. Uh, from <laughs> what a week! Like I just did not see this unfolding. Even after three rounds, I look. I thought he was a chance, but look, what so impressive. What did you make of of the week itself and and Foxy's win? Yeah, I must admit, I put a line through Foxy after that triple, and credit to him, he just found a way, picked up a couple of birdies, kind of to, as he said, I think to steady the ship, and then just absolute heat on the back nine, barely missed a shot. That shot on 15 out of the trees was insane. Just so happy for him. He's just such a humble guy. He He's still like a bit of a kid in the candy store. Like he, When he sees the names he ends up next to on some of these trophies he's won. And it's just so good to see. And I'd put that third biggest win in men's New Zealand golf history. Like that's That's a heck of an achievement. But do you reckon bigger than the the match play, the world match play? It'd probably be on par for me, I'd say. That can yeah, I'd one. maybe put it just ahead because I rate the stroke play events more. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. Just yeah, and look, if you say say Foxy was to he'll be in all four majors next year. He plucks he plucks one off. Where does that kind of rank him as far as New Zealand? men's professional golfers like for context Cambo had eight wins on the European tour I think he had 15 worldwide but he had some big big events he won the Irish Open the world match play and obviously the US Open and won his national open the New Zealand Open in 2000 so do you think even if Foxy was to pluck off a major he would still be chasing Cambo a little bit and you got to remember that when also when Cambo played on the European tour, it was a an elite tour. Whereas nowadays, mm. prob- like this event, obviously is an exception. But some of the other ones that like Foxy is, is one is kind of you know it, back in the early two thousands, those events would have had far stronger fields. I think he after a major win, he'd have a little bit more to go. You'd think you'd need to pluck yeah. off like a big tour event and uh, maybe like what do they call a signature event now something like that and then you'd maybe start thinking about it yeah do i think that's about to, right yeah i think if he was to win in america he'd and could pluck off a major then we could probably start having the conversation a bit more because cambo's only pga tour win was his us open so but he didn't really play in america at all though but yeah, it was no. It's it's interesting to think about. But he he's still in his absolute prime of his career, and look, and doesn't look like slowing down anytime soon. Is yeah, I was I was so happy. I actually was listening to the radio throughout the night, and it came on. The New Zealand talkback starts at about four a.m. here, and I was kind of in and out of sleeping. And yeah, it came up with. Ryan Fox is one of the BMW. I kind of like sprung out. I was like, nah, that can't be right. I'm dreaming. But check the scores and yeah, he, he got the job done. And 
<laughs> before we get talking about it, about the golf itself, when he held that putt on the last and ripped one of the great fist pumps you'll ever see, what do what did you rank as his fist pump tech is out of ten? I think I put it in the chat. I gave it a two out of ten. His fist pump was not good. It's <laughs> the only thing I'll knock him for. It was bad. It looked like a bit of a bit like a six again signal from a referee, but it was just a little bit faster. Yeah, you also one of your mates said that it looked like he was ringing a bell, which I I thought I thought was great, and and looks like when you're standing on the sidewalk when you're a kid asking the truck driver to to honk the horn. <laughs> there were a couple of good comparisons floating around, but. I'm sure he doesn't care. It's no, yeah, but it was it was so and, funny. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't the best I've seen. And just, but let's not overshadow how clutch that birdie was. Just to mm. to knock one, he hit the perfect wedge shot, kept away from the water, but also gave himself a really good look and drills the part. Just so good to see. He's had a, we touched on it last week. He's had a tough year. He's had a bit go on and. Probably hasn't been able to pour as much of his effort into golf as he'd like. So, just a special win. Yeah, for sure. And oh, like he, yeah, like you said, he's had a tough year, and to, to kind of just put that behind him and and pluck off an event of of this magnitude is so impressive. And it'll only springboard his his season. I, I'd imagine heading into some very winnable events and then he's going to have some starts in the US which he had this year and probably didn't take advantage of as much as he would have liked so look a Rolex series very a Rolex series event as well like fucking proper big boy yeah. event yeah and I think back to when Monty was the preview we did for the open and Monty kind of said it's time for him to show like go to that next level and this is the type of event I think Monty was referring to where it's like can you beat like a really top tier field and that's what he's done. Yeah, it's kind of like his wins are like if I'd compare it to like it's like a stepping stone. Every win he's got, it's kind of been a bigger event each time. Like he went from Dubai to another one to winning the Dunhill Links, which is a a pretty big event to this it's like yeah so it's only getting bigger and bigger and it's like he's rising to the occasion far better and yeah like you said a field that's proper and I think going forward US golf should suit him he probably needs a bit more experience there but the way he drives the ball just a good ball striker I think the US should suit his game yeah, look, do you think there'll be certain courses that'll fit him more than others in the US? Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't say off the top of my head. I, you don't know them well enough, do you? Like, it's, it's hard to say. And the other thing is it'll be his first look around a lot of them next year, which is always trickier too. So, mm. But I, I'd, expect, I'd expect him to win one next year on the PGA Tour. That would yeah, be I think that's a, a very goal. realistic goal. Yeah, and yeah, and just going back to what you you said, the only thing I'll kind of like what you said about him kind of still getting a little bit starstruck about the names that he's 
playing against. I think like he's probably too good a player to. I'm sure it's not worrying him while he's playing, but like he should probably have the attitude now that like, yeah, I'm playing against Rory and I'm gonna like fucking beat him, you know, like be kind. He's in that kind of class now. Well, the belief this will give him, you'd think, yeah, he'd believe he can beat any of those guys in any tournament. And I think he, the way he's so humble hides how competitive he is. Like he's obviously got. Mm. He's a serious competitor inside. He just probably shows it a bit differently to others. I don't think. I don't think we have to worry about that. Mm. What did you make of the the narrative that was pushed specifically in New Zealand about it wasn't about the kind of the win; it was about the the purse that he won. You know, like how New Zealand mm. Herald and and Co just kind of they didn't. They always do it really with golf. It really yeah. frustrates me. Like, so if if you're a non-golf fan, you might look at like the Danny Lee headline when he won a live event versus Ryan Fox and think you could honestly think that's bigger event just because the purse was bigger. They, hmm. it's really bad reporting. Yeah, I, I agree. It's lazy. It is very lazy. I was going to say the word lazy. As a journo, and, you um, wouldn't cop that. Well, no. Well, hey, mate, look. I'm a golf journo, so it's probably a little bit different. There's probably people reporting on on these things that are just, you know, your typical just day-to-day news reporters. So I, I don't know. They probably do, they don't really get a whole heap of experience with New, Ze- New Zealanders winning golf tournaments. So, look, hopefully Foxy gives them a bit more practice in, yeah, the, in yeah, coming that's the time. One. And just, in, just one more thing on Foxy, a real all-round performance. He was 36 off the tee, which is – probably quite low by his standards ninth and putting seventh and approach the wedges he hit down the stretch shows like the strides he's made in that area of his game um he gave himself so many good looks coming in and you still have to make them and that's another improvement in his game the putting can be a little bit streaky but all in all he's improved it yeah we we kind of have harped on about his putting and improvements and in previous pods. I, yeah, I can't don't have anything else to add to that. It's been yeah a really it's been really impressive how he's developed his his game and he's not just the guy that bombs it anymore. He's mm. a proper proper player at that yeah. level and and he's punched his ticket to Augusta again next year. So how good's that? I saw when he was coming off the green, he said to someone, we're going to Augusta next year. And I was like, that's pretty yeah, cool. Caddy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was. Um, this caddy actually looks a bit like now. Grant from a distance. Sometimes I sometimes I honestly think Grant Fox yeah. is on his back. It's probably pretty fair. Anything else to add on the event, mate? He, obviously. No. Kind um, of, I we can talk about obviously the all twelve of the European Ryder Cup guys made the cut, and including and Luke Donald himself, which is, yeah, uh, that's putting he'd be pretty happy with that. I'd, I'd say heading into the Ryder Cup, or on, on the whole, the boys played really really well. Rory obviously started pretty average, and so did Nikolai Hoygaard, but Ludwig obviously had his first tough Sunday as a pro, which is only going to happen and yeah oh, I thought the event as a whole was great and I think 
I think it's a better event than the players, personally. I enjoy watching it far more. I think it should be a signature event and they should co-sanction it. I know you said that to me as well earlier in the week and I just think, why why not? Like, if the Scottish Open's co-sanctioned, this one should be co-sanctioned and a signature event. Like, get as many guns over there as you can playing Wentworth, which is a great course for a, an, a, a trophy that has a whole heap of history and a lot of really impressive names on it. I just think it's a, a no-brainer going forward. Yeah, I think I said last week that it was one of my favourite events outside the majors, and yeah, it might be my favourite. Riv's another one mm. that I really enjoy. The only thing it probably doesn't have of the players is the field, but if they got that co-sanctioned, as we've talked about, it would be blockbuster. Um, and oh, it would be. Just the quirkiness of it. You, you don't see a lot of drive. There's not heaps of drivers. It does. The one thing it does do is some holes everyone has to play the same because you've, you're laying up with an iron off the tee. But the 17-18 the finish makes for great theatre, having two par fives. And 17 is no mug of a par five. It was, it was annoying me a little bit during the week where commentators would almost give them a birdie on that hole. It's like 600 yards, OB left played over par for the week and that like they're just going to roll up there and write down a four on their card on the tee. <laughs> yeah, it's just the nature of the way the game's played now. People are just thinking that. I tell you what, that that opening tee shot looks pretty daunting, eh? Like just find the fairway. <laughs> and they tuck that so on Sunday as well. Yeah. Oh. Like if you didn't hit the fairway, which most people did it, and then that, that tucked pin on Sunday, like you just get up and down, mate. It's just, yeah, I love it. Yeah, they're kind of just good. They were kind of like, oh, I'm not going to hit the fairway with a wood, so let's just get driver as far down there as possible. But you had like a five meter landing zone, or just roll out onto the other side. It was, yeah, yeah. I think Ludwig hit an iron on on Sunday, and Hatton hit a three wood. But yeah, on the whole, everyone was, you know, just doing what you said trying to ding a driver down there and yeah i i loved it i i a great event and look i'm i'm gonna re-watch it again after after the pod because yeah i, I want to really analyze foxy's finish again and yeah I, what what a, what a week for new zealand golf and long may it continue do you have anything else from wentworth mate or should we should we head over to the the Fortnite Championship and Napa. The only thing I will is so when t- when my um stream was down, I was like on the train. I was like, okay, I might go onto Twitter and just have a little look at some tracker accounts and just oh. and follow the golf that way. And I'm just in this case, they became useful. But what a weird concept a tracker account is. Um, it's it's very creepy. Yeah, I I tend to agree with you. I can. It's like every player's got one too, and there'll be like Stuart Sink Tracker, and it'll have like two hundred followers. It's like who the fuck is running this page? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and but, there was there was stuff like one of them. One of the Rory Tracker accounts was bragging the other day that he liked one of their tweets, and I was like, "Geez, this is just what's going on here." 
<laughs> yeah, and then to get even even more down a, a creepy loophole, they have the like the TW spotted accounts on on Instagram <laughs> where it's just like random people who who see Tiger Woods out at a junior golf event with his son just taking photos of him and sending him into the spotted account like what are you doing with your time eh? Mm, like yeah like a little bit of self-reflection please mm, it's not great should we get on to the pj tour yeah i i watched the i watched the finish this morning at work say the gala like i know he only won by two in the end but it was pretty comprehensive on the final day it didn't really look like anyone was going to get close to him i was kind of riding for Cam Davis a little bit. Uh, I think he's playing some really good golf at the moment and, you know, uh, it's good that he had a strong finish. But, look, so he had a couple of near misses and he and he finally got over the line with the, the most outrageous support crew I've, I think I've seen. There was like 50 of them, which is outstanding, great for atmosphere. And he was – he's obviously from California. So, look, yeah, it was a, a great win and – I'm pretty confident that won't be the last time we see him win. The way he hits his wedges is just phenomenal. He's a bit spethy. He sprays it off the tee and just finds a way to hit these miracle recovery shots. Very, very good putter. It's weird. I I thought he'd had a much worse season this season, but he's actually 1.1 strokes gained as opposed to 0.3. Oh, 0.4 last year. But I guess he just hasn't had those peak weeks as much this year where he's right in the thick of it. But he's actually consistently been a better player this year, which is good because I thought he'd fallen off a little bit, to be honest. But that, I think I remember Monty predicting quite hard that he thought there was no way Tagala wouldn't win this year. And I guess he kind of won in the wraparound, so you could argue one way or the other. But Yeah, it was, it was impressive and... Look, I after after Foxy winning, and I was like, I was kind of hoping. I was like, oh no, Max better not win because AC is going to leapfrog me on the weekly punts here. And we we didn't talk about it after Wentworth, but the boys hit a couple, and I thought you were going to hit again with Max, but obviously he didn't even feature. But oh. How good? Oh, it's just it's just a relief, isn't it, mate? I don't know how you're feeling, but I, it's just a huge weight off my shoulders. Just getting, just eating into that deficit is, is yeah, a hell of a you, feeling. You probably did. Like I obviously chipped away at, at it a little bit. I I wasn't quite in as much red as you, so I was I was pretty happy with with it, and I was happy for you to finally get a winner as well. It may makes it a little bit closer, but yeah, it was it was great oh. to see. We'll be very close now. I'll have to do the the maths later, but I was confident mm. I'd hit one eventually. I felt like I'd been burning edges, as I said last week, and it was only mm. a matter of time. There wasn't much thought going to Foxy at Wentworth, given his previous history there, but he played well last week, and I just had a gut feeling he'd have a good week. Yeah, and then it. I thought he'd be like early 30s, and then I checked the odds and saw he was 41. And I was like, okay, I have to have a bet at that. Yeah, and I think it was just our our sit down, talk it out session that maybe changed our luck on last week's pod. We just we aired out our dirty laundry and discussed 
you know, what we're, what we're going to change in the punting ranks and look, it's worked. So hopefully the boys start getting on a heater now. Not, not sure what I'm going to punt this week, but um, yeah, looking forward to <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's never good to bottle stuff in as a, as you know, in, in life and we just got it off our chest and look what happened. Yeah, it was great. But look, we'll do a 180 back to the PGA Tour. I don't have much more to chat about, but a great week for JT. Just thought I'd shout him out. I thought, yeah, you know, with all the speculation around whether he should be picked for the Ryder Cup, with not from these two uh, pundits, but no. a, a lot of a lot of the other, you know, a lot of well established. Uh, golf personnel thinking that he shouldn't be in the side but look I think he just proved that he's finding some form added a, an extra inch to his driver or an extra couple of inches which is you, you know it's always great when you can add an extra inch so yeah <laughs> he's hitting the ball ball well looked like he putted well look good signs for the Ryder Cup and good signs for Zach Johnson yeah, well, I watched a lot of round three. Admittedly, I didn't watch heaps round four because I was tied up, but he had a lot of good parts too that just missed. Like they, He looked like he was rolling the rock again. Um, so it's, it's good stuff. He would have had quite a lot of pressure coming on this week, I think. Like There's kind of one part of me that's like, oh, getting picked would have taken weight off him, but I think he would have wanted to prove a lot of people wrong this week. And... And just show that it sounded like he'd had a bit of a reset and just proved to himself that the reset worked and the changes that he made have, have worked and they hold up in competition, which is awesome. Because yeah. he's so exciting. He's box office. It's going to be so fun watching him wind up the Europeans in Rome. Even though I don't want the US to win, I love watching him play. For sure. And yeah, he's he's going to be massive for them. Whether he plays most sessions or doesn't, I think just having him in that locker room is going to always going to help their chances. But look, mate, let's just head straight into our playoff holes this afternoon. Uh, we'll kick off with teeing off. Have, have you seen anything on your travels recently? Have you got anything to tee off on, AC? Well, I've kind of already touched on my teeing off, unfortunately. But yeah, missing the golf because of some some dodgy data connection was extremely frustrating and I don't know I might I might have to look into changing phone providers I want to find one that's got some more reliable data but it sounds like a lot of them aren't but I'm going to hunt high and low for one that works consistently and quickly yeah you you hear that any any providers out there that might be listening, get into our DMs and hook AC up with a good data plan, please. We we need them to be <laughs> analysing the golf because uh, the time <laughs> difference the time difference doesn't work out great for for the fellas tr- in in Australia trying to catch Foxy at three AM. But mm. yeah, my teeing off, mate. I think it's a quite a good one this week, actually. Um, the Sydney Marathon was running one yesterday and I was obviously out and about around the rocks area where you've you've been and down circular key with with our mate Swanee and just the amount of people still wearing their medals at the <laughs> at the pub um I, I don't don't know where I stand with it 
um, like actually no, I'm teeing off on it. Like, yeah, I, I can cop it, but hours and hours afterwards, oh, like I get it. I've never run a marathon for one and probably wouldn't. It's a, it's a big achievement, but come on, it gets to a point where you can put it in your pocket, doesn't it? Yeah, I think I'd be half an hour afterwards, but I wouldn't be mm. seen wearing it in a pub. And if I did, I'd probably just tuck it under my shirt. Yeah. Would... So it, look, it might just look like a y- lanyard. <laughs> That's a good one. And Swanee was telling me that because he's obviously like the 5K, the half marathon, the 10K, <laughs> he was walking out of his hotel and there were people um, having like a having a beer in the hotel like – bar wearing their medal and and the marathon would have only been going for like half an hour he reckons he's like these people would just run the run the 5k and would just rip in their their marathon medal down at the at the pub pretty, pretty i hope they stuff. aren't all the same medal like yeah they, i do they too. stipulate what you did on it because yeah that would be a bit unfair <laughs> yeah for sure and we Ventured into Circular Key to a pub, great pub called Paragon. If you're ever in Circular Key, you need to get there. It's an absolute establishment. But where there was like all this dust on the ground. We're like, oh, what is that? And then this bloke came over, one of the blokes working the bar, who I might add was an absolute rooster, and goes, yeah, like, do you know what this is? And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, like it looks like, it kind of looked like, like chalk. And he's like, yeah, like this bloke just came in here after the marathon to have a beer and just fell asleep and just started chundering everywhere <laughs> all over the oh. all over the bar floor. And he's like, yeah, so we, we just have this like absorbing dust that we chuck on it and then we just sweep it up an hour or so later. And he's like, and I have to do it and I'm off it. It's a disgrace. And I was like, yeah, fair enough too. But yeah, just come on. Like, sh- can't be going. Having a beer yeah. straight after a marathon's tough. Like you need Ooh, to yeah. at least get some water into you first. Like make sure you're oh, yeah. you're starting to be hydrated. Like I'm sure it would take a couple, almost a day to get back up to scratch. But you know, just be smart about <laughs> Jeez. it. And just like seeing people walking between the pubs, like it was like proper some proper chafe going on. I was like, oh, that looks so painful but yeah <laughs> congratulations to everyone that completed the marathon this week it's pretty impressive it was about 35 degrees too i can't imagine it would have been easy now that marathon's not on my list and um it's just i'm lazy but it just looks too tough for me it's yeah, a it's serious a yeah yeah well, well we'll move on mate we don't have heaps Heaps of for playoff holes this week, listeners. But AC and I have come up with something a, a little bit on the fly over the last couple of days. AC, do you want to explain to the punters what we're going to do here? Yeah, so we're basically just going to construct a pennant side and each each week there'll be some sort of theme. Um, and this week we're doing Pelicans GC. So basically any people we consider Pelicans and World Golf uh, they can be past or present, we will assign and, and have our pennant side. So it's going to be probably a combination of of Pelicans and good play. Mm, yeah. 
So for those of you that aren't uh, maybe new to the podcast, a pelican is just a, you know, a, a bit of a punisher, a wounder, just someone who rubs you the wrong way, you know, sort of thing. So I'll, I'll kick off. Uh, we'll just we'll just spitball and try to get six names for our, our pennant side. I had, I had Sergio Garcia as number one and mm. a potential captain candidate. I, I, I presume you would have had him too. Just the yeah, things that man's done. There. Yeah, done to the golf courses, done to other players, just shit he said. Just the absolute mm. carry on. Like he's he's gotta be in there. He he probably defines the term Pelican. If you looked up Pelican on the Urban Dictionary, it might say Sergio Garcia classed as. <laughs> yeah. So was he he's first on your team sheet? Is he? He's first on my team sheet, yeah. He he is. Uh, what what do you reckon there? Are we gonna have have Sergio on our team? Yes, I'm happy to have Sergio. I think, and given his his record as well in match play, I think he'd be a perfect mm, addition true. to Pelicans. Great GC. player, Great yeah, player, but, but an absolute punish of a bloke. No, we can both uh, agree on that one. Yeah. What about you? Do you want to throw a couple of names out at me, or and, and yeah, we'll I'm going. Um, I'm going Bubba Watson. Ooh, Just yeah, an didn't absolute have him. pelican. Um, I they did like a poll um, on the tour in 2015, and they said if a player was in a fight, who are you not helping? And he he won at 23. percent That's so a large percentage. That's that's enough to make my side. Yeah, no arguments there. I think yeah, and you know like it'd be a, it'd be good in a penance team. He just can play some outrageous shots, you know, like he's, yeah, looks like he gets the range goats up for for the occasion too. So why would Pelicans yeah. GC be any different? Exactly. Yeah, I'll give you a couple more just off the top of, top of my head. I had Matt Wallace. Just think okay. the, mail going, the, the mail going around about, about that guy, <laughs> I, I don't think he's very well liked on tour. I think um, just he... Always looks like he's just abusing his caddies. And look, I'm, I'm, I'm out here to be proven wrong. He might be a, a great bloke, but just from the outside looking in, it, I just think when you treat your caddies like that, yeah, it, it's a re- real good uh, show of character, you know? It is. Just, yeah. Okay. I, can I suggest we have him in pencil for now? Um, I, okay, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know if there's enough hard evidence yet. Yeah, okay, so maybe I th- first I think ultimate. he's a candidate. Yeah, maybe. Who else yeah. you got? I've got Keegan Bradley. Uh, just the incident with Miguel and the f- that fucking lame suitcase saga with the Ryder Cup. Just, I just think he's on there, swing. Where's, he's like a 40-year-old man in Jordans. Just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I didn't Belly have him, putted but... for a long time. Yeah, I do think it's a pretty compelling argument. I think he's yeah. definitely definitely in the mix for being in our top six side. Yeah, I also I let my guard down a little bit with Keegan when he won earlier this year on this podcast. And I've com- I've done a complete U turn on that. I, I I think he's firmly firmly a Pelican. Okay, a couple I want to run by you is Rory Sabatini. 
Um, oh, and that, a, he's one. got that Just fucking f- cowboy hat. Um, <laughs> <The> fedora. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a pelican. Um, yeah. He 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 was nine nine percent in that poll. Uh, the the fight in the parking lot one. So he was third on tour and least likely to be helping the fight. Uh, Patrick Reed was 11% Ooh. in that one, so he came came in at second. Um, he's a pelican, obviously. He's he's cheated. He's been some allegations yeah. of some other cheating, suing players. Um, he's He's got to be Doesn't right talk up to there. his parents. Uh, I don't know if we want to go into that, actually. That's probably yeah, a bit yeah, harsh. Hey, Gary, and just can I just stipulate uh, allegedly? Yeah, okay, yeah, allegedly. Thanks. Um, and Gary Player. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's he's just, definitely on the team. He talks about himself so much and just so arrogant. If anyone's watched, yeah. listened to the Howie Games podcast with him, he, he's, I've never heard such an arrogant person on there. It's insane. Yeah. Um, we'll just start wrapping. I'll start wrapping this up quickly. The last couple of names I had on, I had Phil, Bryson, and Chase Kipka. Okay, Chase, that's an interesting one. Yeah, I just don't like that guy. Yeah, fair. <laughs> okay, I I had Phil and Bryson as well, and that's basically me rounded out. I had Poulter just because, yeah. But I think Poulter probably he's not going to be in the top six. He's got some redeeming features, Ian Poulter. Yeah, I actually think he's got a decent sense of humour, which mm. which helps. Okay, so where does that land us? Who are our definites? It's a Garcia, Bradley player, a definites. Reed yeah, is I, a definite. Yeah, I I personally think Baba has to be on there. I can't stand yeah, him. Yeah, okay, okay. Watson, yeah, chuck him in, and that leaves one more. So we've got Wallace, Kepka, Bryson. I don't think Bryson's on there. I think potentially a little bit misunderstood at times. But yeah. I actually, nah. The, 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 <laughs> the rope, what happened with the rope at that live event? <laughs> Man, um, six is hard. We're going to have to have two reserves, I think, which we yeah. can – we'll put it out on our socials. We might have to just do a couple of extra thinking on that. Because I think Sabatini is a very worthy nominee to Yeah, Bradley uh, I'll, as well. I'll vouch for that. Are we, do you reckon we're going to get some of these players come at us? Hope so. <laughs> yeah, okay. When there's a player yeah, poll, I've got hard evidence. It's Yeah, you do. It's literally yeah. publicised. It's so funny, <laughs> I found a quote from Bubba and he was talking about was a he got asked about this poll at one of the events, and he said, "Oh, it's just a. It just shows that I really need to improve as a man." Oh, that guy sound quite <laughs> funny. <laughs> wow, it's quite sad. Yeah. Uh, well, mate, we'll, we'll we'll leave the podcast here this week, guys. We had full intentions of doing some Solheim Cup stuff today, but we've just run over time with Foxy's win and stuff, so. Look, AC and I are going to try lock down a time before the girls tee off in Spain uh, to to get a preview pod out and be strictly dedicated to that because it's it's going to be an exciting event and one that I'm really looking forward to. You're looking forward to a couple of weeks of team golf, AC. Something a bit different. It's going to be good. 
outstanding. Just the tribalism as well. You don't get it in golf until the mm. team events roll around and both looking like quite close contests. I'd say Very. on the women's side, the Europeans should win. Uh, I think mm. that the men will too, but the, I, that's a strong women's side. But I, I do think we'll get a close mm. one out of those two. Yeah, I think they'll both be close. The, the more I kind of study it, the the more I'm starting to lean towards. I I think the the US just there's quite a few players in there on debut. They don't have the scar tissue like Lily Vu. Like I just think Rose Zhang. Like they got they've got a good team too. That, mm, they so, do. Yeah, we'll discuss it more later in the week, mate. And guys, cheers for tuning in, and hope you enjoyed the podcast. Get behind us on socials, like, share, subscribe, give us a rating because every one of those things help us out a lot. So we'll catch you next, next time. And AC, cheers for jumping on from sunny London. I'll catch you later. See you, mate.